It's a Magic Round special on NRL teams. Forget 21, the Eels battle to name 17 fit and bubble-ready players. We'll bring you the latest. After a 50-point shellacking, will the Rabbitohs get their on-field general back? The Broncos look to a new captain while the pressure builds on a young halfback at Belmont. And the furnace intensifies in Canberra, so is it time for a circuit break? Welcome to NRL Teams. I'm Neve Owens. Lovely to have you with us ahead of what is going to be a massive magic round. Here beside me on the desk, as usual, to step you through the teams is former New South Wales and Australian representative Brett Kamali. Hello. Hello, Neve. How are we going? I'm really well, that but was... we're missing your mate. Where is he? What have you done with him? Uh... We'll have to cross in yeah. to the NRL bubble. <laughs> Robbie Farah, hello. Great to see you. Hey, guys. How are you? Sorry I can't be there today with you in the studio. Ah, we're well. And look, we're just happy that you've kept your gig because your 100% success rate over, unfortunately. But you are still inside the bubble, which is good news. Yeah, we're still under stage three restrictions. And obviously, uh, now that I'm a, a blue shirt trainer, uh, that involves me. So obviously, I, uh, I'm Zoom calling into NRL teams this afternoon from the comfort of my own lounge room. Well, we're delighted that you could still join us for sure. We're going to talk about your Tigers side very soon. First, I want to go back through our round nine predictions and see just how, how close the gentlemen were. I'm going to tip Brian Tuo runs for 350 metres because I want to get it wrong, which then should mean that Cronulla have shut him down and are a chance to win. Penrith, 48. Cronulla nil. Tommy Turbo to get a hat-trick against the Warriors. Of course, it's Tommy Turbo. Two tries in game 100. <laughs> Look, scored or set up. Jeez. Six of his team's yeah, seven yeah, tries. That's Robbie. A bit, that's a bit tough. <laughs> you haven't done too badly at all. If you'd gone the Fox, we would have given you that one after a phenomenal weekend. I think I should have got it anyway. He, Tommy Turbo was out, absolutely outstanding on the weekend and uh, he only scored two, but as you said, he had a hand in another four. So I reckon that still counts. Over 800 metres in four weeks of footy. Noddy, it's been a remarkable yeah. return. It, it, yeah, it's been pretty special. I, and again, he's probably the most influential player in the competition at the moment. Um, we saw that return in Mudgee a few weeks ago and what they've done since he's come back. Because they were a really bad side for the first, uh, what was it, five weeks? Month, yep. And now they're a really good side. And now they're a chance of making the semi-final. And it's all on the back of big Tommy Turbo. So he's a very special player. Some of the, even those tries he did score, they, they both were in different manner. Um, how he beats defenders, how he looks up, how he tells everyone else where to go. Uh, he's got to avoid, obviously, slipping over in the bathroom or running down a corso. One of those two. Um, but, yeah, man, very influential <laughs> for Manly. Does he feature in your 3-2-1 and one from round nine? He certainly does. Um, he features as one point. Uh, I thought Tommy was terrific. Uh, very, very good. Nathan Cleary, uh, obviously in the big victory against the Sharks, uh, just keeps going to a whole new level. And if you score six tries, you've got to get me in the match. <laughs> if you score six tries in junior rugby league, you get, the, you get the meat pie and the can of Coke at the canoon. So Josh Adokar, six tries, unbelievable record. Um, so he gets my three points. They absolutely put the foot down, didn't they, against the Rabbitohs? They didn't put the, the cue in the rack no. at all. Robbie, what about for you? Who's your three, two and one? I've actually got the same three players, but I've swapped my three and one point. So uh, Josh Adokar gets my one point. You know, can't, can't be giving wingers three points, I don't think, Noddy. <laughs> uh, they just catch a ball and dive over the line. But uh, my two points were Nathan Cleary and... And my three points was Tommy Turbo. Uh, as I said earlier, two tries. I had a hand in everything else that Manly did. And 
uh, yeah, for me, uh, so so soon back from injury and already the form player of the competition. Which brings Tommy Turbo to top of our team's leaderboard. He does feature pretty high up on the Dally M leaderboard as well, but he is seven points behind Nathan Cleary at the moment. Can Tommy Turbo win the Dally M from here? Yeah, definitely. If Manly win multiple games of football, Tom's going to get three or two points continuously. DC might be the other player that will steal points off him, but you'd certainly think that if Penrith win and keep winning all their games of football, Nathan Cleary is going to get majority of the votes. So uh, it'll be extremely hard. I can't see Penrith going on a losing streak, um, which is going to mean that Penrith keep winning, which means that Nathan Cleary keeps polling points. So it'll be hard to catch him. A losing streak would be just the one game Probably, at the moment, yeah, yeah, wouldn't it, yeah. for the Penrith Panthers? As the clock ticks down to four o'clock, which means we can bring you our team sheets for round 10 of the NRL taking place at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane for Magic Round. And it kicks off on Friday night at 6pm with the West's Tigers up against the Newcastle Knights. Let's look at the Tigers first. And there's a change in the halves, not the one you might expect. Adam Dewey has moved from 5'8 to centres and Moses Embai starts in the number six jersey. Tommy Talao is back from suspension, so Zach Sini drops out. Jacob Little will start at hooker for the first time since round five. Jock Madden comes onto the bench and Jake Simpkin makes way. Sean Bloor replaces Stefano Utoy Kamanu on the bench. And for the Knights, Braden Musgrove has been named. Despite battling a bit of a rib injury, he and star Toa will swap sides with Toa starting on the right wing. Otherwise, the same as the starting side that took on the Raiders last weekend. Heimel Hunt was a late withdrawal last week. He's been named in Jersey 18 as he makes his comeback from a hamstring injury. The Tigers to begin with. I want to ask you about that switch for Adam Dewey and I'm going to do Robbie a favour and I'm going to ask you, Noddy. Okay. For mine, Adam Dewey has been playing really great footy in the halves so far this season. He moves to the centres. What does this do for the West Tigers this weekend and what do you make of the decision from Michael Maguire? Not sure of the decision. Obviously, I I agree. Adam Dewey's been... Really, really good for, for the West Tigers, one of the better players. He's certainly more of a runner of the ball than a game manager. Um, so kicking game is obviously very, very important to, to a lot of clubs at the comp, in the NRL at the moment who can't build pressure, whose kicks can't go to the end. Um, I, I think if they play on the back of momentum, then obviously Adam Dewey's a great player. Uh, my concern of him playing centre is he, a centre gets very minimal ball. So if when you're one of the best runners of the ball in the football side. Wingers get lots of carries. Halfback, 5'8", and fullback touch the ball a lot, but a centre doesn't touch the ball a great deal of time. So uh, I want Adam Dewey... The change I would have made, if we're going to move Adam Dewey out of 5'8", because of a kicking game and bring Moses in to manage the game better, I would have put Adam Dewey at lock. I would have moved him to lock and made him that ball play running lock. He's a big enough frame. He's tackled in the middle before. I just think he won't touch the ball often enough as centre. There are a number of really interesting changes there to that side. Robbie, can I ask from a player's perspective, we've seen the West Tigers this season struggle to put back-to-back 80-minute performances together. When you think back to your playing days, not that long ago, mate, what happens within a team that, I guess, makes them struggle with consistency throughout a season? Yeah, it's, a, it's obviously a tough one. It's something that we struggled with as a club whilst you know, I was there as a player and it's something that's gone on for 10-odd for years now that we haven't played finals footy. So it is quite frustrating for the playing group and uh, especially when you're... And I've been down there during the week at training where you know the boys are you know, training really well and you know, putting the work in during the week, but for some reason that's not um, resulting in consistent performances on the weekend. And uh, the fans are frustrated, the, the coaching staff's frustrated and I guess Madge's... Um, you know, looked to some different combinations this week to try and come up with the answer because 
at the end of the day, uh, if you keep doing what you've always done, you, you're going to keep getting what you've always got. And, uh, you know, time's running out now. We're at a point in, in the season where we need to start winning and start winning quickly. Up against the Knights this weekend and Noddy, the Knights forwards in the second half on the weekend were terrific. We've talked about the injuries to their backs. We've talked about Adam O'Brien's backline reshuffles. Ultimately, if we see this forward pack perform like that for a full 80 minutes, do the Knights win more games than they lose despite who's playing in the halves? Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know... To have been blown off the park the first 40 minutes, and then it was Tick Litchi was a, the brilliance from Kalen Ponger at the start of the second half that got him back into the game, changed momentum, they scored a couple of tackles later. But they've got a big pack of forwards. I think when you're playing the Canberra Raiders, it's always a big challenge that the, you know, the Raiders have got that tough physical forward pack. So it was a good challenge for the Newcastle Knights forwards. They won that battle. Um, I was certainly excited for Crossland and Mann to, to, to be a bit more energetic, run the ball. And again, the three best players on the weekend were Kalen Ponger, uh, Tyson Result, and Jaden Braley. So they need to be their three best players nearly every week for the Newcastle Knights to be to be competing for that victory. We have been wondering how Lachlan Fitzgibbon and Mitchell Barnett can perhaps fit into the same starting side. Robbie, we've seen exactly how with Connor Watson dropping back to the bench. What do you make of this combination? Yeah, both you know, back roles that have been in the system now for a couple of years and have established themselves in the game and really give the Knights you know, strike power through the middle. As Noddy mentioned, that you know their forward pack last week, I thought, really got the better of the, the Raiders four-pack as the game went on and, and laid that foundation. So, uh, you know, the Tigers are going to have their work cut out this week with, you know, the Saifidi brothers and, and Clemmer. Then off the back of that, on, on the edges, you've got, you know, Frizzell, uh, you know, Barnett and Fitzgibbon coming at you as well. So it does make uh, the nice pack a pretty formidable one. And you know, I really like Crossland and uh, Kurt Mann off the back of that with their energy buzzing around and then Connor Watson coming off the bench as well. It gives them a lot of speed around, you know, those forwards. Um yeah, it makes them an exciting team to watch. You'll be there. You'll have a front row spot at Suncorp Stadium on Friday night, the second game of Magic Round. The locals will absolutely love this one. The Manly Seagulls taking on the Brisbane Broncos, a kickoff at 8.05pm. Let's look at Manly Warringah first. And prop Taniela Paseca will need to pass his HIA protocols this week, but he has been named. And Marty Tapao is back, straight back into the front row with Sean Kepi dropping back to the bench. Zach Sadler drops back to 18th man. For Brisbane, Captain Patrick Carrigan is out with an ACL injury. Thomas Flegler comes in at lock. Hooker Jake Turpin has been named skipper in Carrigan and, of course, Alex Glenn's absence. John Asiata comes onto the bench and young gun Brendan Piacora has been named in jersey number 21. We've talked about Tommy Turbo and we've talked about his phenomenal performance. I want to ask you first, Noddy, about how Des would be feeling about their defensive frailties, yeah. perhaps, that were uncovered by the Warriors. We know that this Manly side can score points. Is Des's focus this week at the other end of the park and what they're doing defensively? I think Des's focus is always defensive. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to work with him in, at the Dogs in 2012 and I thought he, he was the best in preparing a defensive game plan, letting the players know what the attacking players are going to do, what shape, what structure to work, look out for. But last year we, we were very critical of Des's defence and the numbers they were conceding, uh, it, you know, he, the, the play is so fast now. The six to go rule, I know Penrith are, the, are great at conceding no points, but the six to go rule and the, and the way to possession, and if they're near your trial, they're certainly going to score tries, especially the big Warriors team. So um, I think Des will be looking to improve it. Um, but I think a lot of coaches will be certainly struggling. How do you stop points happening in this fast, quick, evolving competition when you can't control the controllables, which is to play the ball speed and how many numbers you get in front of you? 
Looking at the Broncos side, Robbie, we know they were on the hunt for another skipper this week. Ultimately, they've gone with Jake Turpin, the young hooker. What do you make of that decision and what players do you need to see within Kevy's side really stand up and show those leadership qualities this week? Yeah, it is. I guess they're lacking a bit of leadership at the moment and, and Jake Turpin's only a young player, but uh, you know, what I see in Jake Turpin is he's a real competitor and I think that's why Kevy's given him the nod as, as captain this week and he sort of represents uh, yeah, what he wants from his team at the moment. They're, they're obviously not in the greatest of form, but uh, I think Jake, Jake Turpin can really lead from the front with his competitiveness. And then you've got Tyson Gamble who's come in as a similar sort of player that uh, just competes on every play. And I'd really like to see uh, Anthony Milford step up. He's obviously had a stint in reserve grade. He, he finds himself back in the side now. And you know, he's, he's not young anymore. He's been around for a long time. He's, he's probably the most experienced player in their spine at the moment. So he really, is, really needs to step up this week and take a leadership role. Get along to that game if you can at Suncorp Stadium Friday night. You know where to go to get those tickets. NRL.com forward slash tickets and get involved in Magic Round. I would absolutely love to be there. Let's take it to Saturday Arvo footy now and the three o'clock kickoff between the Bulldogs and the Raiders up at Suncorp, of course, and the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs side first. Trent Barrett has dropped his halfback. Kyle Flanagan has been named in jersey number 19. Brandon Wakeham comes into the halves with Jake Avarillo shifting to seven. Corey Allen is out for a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. Nick Meaney shifts to the centres and Tui Katoa comes onto the wing. Dylan Napper is back in the front row after recovering from a shoulder injury. And Sia Manafungai drops to the bench. Renolfa Tony will start at lock. Corey Waddell moves to the bench and Matt Dury moves into the 17. Few changes for the Raiders as well. Jordan Rapiner has dropped out of the Raiders 21 and Semi Valume comes onto the left wing. Ryan Sutton was ruled out in the first half against Newcastle. He'll miss at least a week. Hudson Young comes in at lock. Former skipper Josh Hodson is on the bench as he makes his comeback from a calf injury. Dunamis Louis and Ryan James also come onto the bench. And Saliva Havili drops out of the 17. All right, let's head to Bulldogs training today and hear from Kyle Flanagan himself. I wasn't happy about it, but um, this team needs to win footy games and um, that's just how I looked at it. Richard's always been a good sounding board. What's his advice back to you? <laughs> he's, um, yeah, he's been a... Um, He's been a major part of my career and, um, yeah, having him at home is pretty special. Kyle Flanagan speaking at Bulldogs training earlier today. Noddy, these young guys are under a lot of pressure. He's 22 years old, fronting the cameras, probably knowing at that point today that he had been dropped. It is a tough old gig. This is a bump in the road for Kyle Flanagan, clearly. Is he Trent Barrett and the, long, the Bulldogs' long-term halfback? No, it's been a challenge for Kyle for a while because obviously when he was at Cronulla, his dad was the coach of the Cronulla Sharks. So you always got that pressure. If your dad's the coach, you're on the side, you're in the squad, you've come through. Uh, an exceptional under-20s player. Obviously, said he's, he's had a tough four months in some regards, you know, going across to the Roosters and then obviously made a decision to move him on. He goes to Canterbury. Um, I, I made a comment yesterday. I, I got interviewed by a journalist and I said... Matt Burton goes there next year. The, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, they build the future off Matt Burton playing halfback. So whoever's playing in the halves this year is pretty much a fight to be whoever's 5-8 outside Matt Burton last year. So uh, next year. So is it, uh, is it Wakeham? Is it Avarillo? Is it Kyle Flanagan? Um, they're all putting their hand up because I think Matt Burton is the star of the future. He has to play seven for the Dogs. We saw him play seven for Penrith. Steam around, great kicking game. 
and a successful team, learning off Nathan Cleary how to manage a game plan. So all those other guys are, are competing to play outside him. Obviously, the coach said it after the game. He was very disappointed with his tackle five finishes and every. They scored two tries last week, the Dogs. One was off an intercept and one was off a one-on-one still. At no stage did they look like carrying the ball with shape over the try line. So I think Trent Barrett has to make some decisions and make some changes, and he's done it. So, Robbie, for Kyle Flanagan, what does he need to work on? What's his focus to get his spot back in that side? Yeah, I really feel for Kyle. Um, yeah, it's a tough gig this year at the Bulldogs. They're, they're obviously um, a team that's struggling. They're not really getting much go forward and laying a platform for a, for a halfback to play off the front foot. And, and as Noddy knows, as a halfback, you're only as good as the platform that your team's laying for you. And uh, look, it, yeah, is is Avarillo going to do a better job in, in the seven jumper this week? And, and Brandon Wakeham, I'm not too sure. Um, you know, I think uh, he's still got a big future in the game, in my opinion, Cole Flanagan. It's just a tough ask for a young kid going to a team that's struggling and uh, trying to be the main man when, you, you know, you're under a lot of pressure. And, um, look, I, I hope he can bounce back from this. I'm, I'm sure he can. He's he's a talented kid. You can see he's a pretty passionate kid there. And um, yeah, I really feel for him seeing that emotion because it's, uh, it's really tough to see. But that's the pressures that come with the game, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. That human element for sure. What about the Raiders, Robbie and Josh Hodgson? He's making his comeback from the bench this weekend. He's now the former Raiders skipper and plenty has been written and spoken about him over the last few weeks. How does he respond this weekend? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Josh Hodgson and, and the Raiders as a, as a club. Obviously, there's been a lot of uh, rumours floating around about players wanting out, about the couple of the English boys wanting to go back home and then Josh Hodgson uh, stepping down from the captaincy, which uh, will be interesting this week because uh, you know, not only is he back from injury, but he's back on the bench, which will be very unfamiliar for him. Uh, he's always been you know, their main man, controlling things out of dummy half, and now he's going to find himself uh, you know, waiting in the wings to, to get an opportunity off the bench. So it'll be interesting to see how, how Sticky uses him, and uh, hopefully he can just go out and play some good footy and, and, and the footy that we know he can play. And I think if you can do that and go out and play good footy and, and show some good form, then... You know, all the other things get put to bed pretty quickly. They want to make sure they're not leading at half-time. It's a dangerous <laughs> the, 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 wobble, the wobbles come at half-time. Obviously, the yeah. wobbles come in that second half. We've seen it so many times the last few weeks. Because how do they lead 16-0 and look brilliant against Newcastle and then come out do, and concede 24 points? Do you, do you think they're just... You know, what do you put that down to, Noddy? Do you think they're just a tired footy team? Oh, I don't know. They played so tough last year. I think when Josh Hodgson went down, we, we all praised them for their character and their defying and the toughness they showed. They were gritty all year. They made it to the semi-final. They would have had plenty of points to prove in the off-season. Um, but it does. They've lost that toughness. They've lost that edge. They've lost that grittiness. They've lost that willingness to fight. So until they start winning footy games, there's obviously going to be all these rumours, all this innuendo, all this unsure. And if... Yeah, the, the dogs aren't going to blow them off the park. The dogs aren't going to do 24 points like the Newcastle Knights did in the second half last week. So they might scrap out a victory, um, but I would think if they're leading at half time, they're going to be more nervous to go out there and actually not want to make a mistake because they don't want to blow it again. So I would think if they trail at half time and they have the ability to come home, that's probably a better way of, of finding some form. And you win a game and your confidence comes back in three seconds. What's the circuit breaker, though, here? Looking back at your playing days, Noddy, there's five losses on the trot now for the yeah. Raiders. When you think about those moments in your own career and the things that you did as a team to, to 
you know, get you back on yeah. the right track? Was it the honesty sessions? Was it the hard yakka? Was it um, having a night out together and having a little bit of fun? What's their circuit breaker? All of it. All of it. You, you try everything you can. Obviously, you, you, you don't want to stress too much after one, two or three losses. And then obviously you go, hang on a sec, let's... We need to change it up, you know. Let's make training fun. You can play games at training. You can get rid of all the, all the drills and the structure. And, and then even sometimes you say, "Hey guys, you just go out there and play what's in front of you, and work out yourself what you're doing." So it's a tough ask. Um, the NRL this year is so hard. We 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 pretty much pencil the top five sides in the competition, and there's the rest. There's 11 sides left over that are all beating each other and have the same ability, the same skill. And then I think once you start losing matches and there's noises and volumes and, 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 and outside noises that you can't control, then that drains a lot of energy from you. So the biggest, the, the great way they've got... Thankfully, Canberra are a side that aren't in the Sydney media because they'd be copping a lot more in Sydney. Um, but they need a win. They desperately need a win. However you find it, you've got to find it. Let's see if they can find it in Magic Round this weekend as we head to our 5.30pm kickoff right there at Suncorp Stadium and the Sharkies will be up against the Rabbitohs. Very tough, tough losses for both teams last weekend. 98-0 the cumulative total. Let's look at the Sharks first in what will be Sean Johnson's 200th game. Jesse Ramian out for four to six weeks with a fractured eye socket so Josh Dugan gets his chance and Will Chambers shifts to the other side. Another familiar name is back. Andrew Fafita gets his first chance at NRL level this season. Bill Magulius drops out of the 17. And for the Rabbitohs, plenty of changes once again, but one massive in. Skipper Adam Reynolds is back. Benji Marshall shifts to 5'8". Sticking with the backs, Alex Johnston shifts sides. Dane Gagai moves back into the centres and Tane Milne is on the other wing. Liam Knight moves into the starting side at lock. Jai Arrow drops back to the bench and Harme Sele comes onto the bench with Patrick Mago dropping out of the 17. Sharky's first noddy staring down the barrel of six losses on the trot. It has, are you shaking your head and saying, go to Robbie? Go to, go to Robbie you know in this one. Don't uh, ask me. You know what? The, the, the wheels have fallen off and they've been playing bad. They're a little bit like Canberra in some regards. The one thing you could always say about Cronulla is they would fight tooth and nail, they'd scrap out, they wouldn't get beat by many. Um, that's changed over the last few weeks. So uh, I'm looking forward... A guy that can change all this is Andrew Fafita that hasn't played a game of football this year. He was being shopped to England, uh, unsure what happened there, was told he'll play reserve grade till he fix up his sideways movements and all those type of things. He is a ball of energy, full of noise, full of volume. Uh, if they're quiet at training because they're lacking confidence, well, Andrew Fafita this week will make the week fun, loud, op, um, characteristic, and, and, you know, sometimes you can just relax and go up there and play football. So I hope Andrew has a great game. You know, he's, he was, he's been through a tough time. You know, he obviously was the star of the winning grand final in 2016, the best front rower in the game, and then obviously hasn't played much game time in the last 12 months. But I think the fact that he's back and... I know they've been a bit quiet lately and they haven't had fun at training and all those type of things, but I think Andrew lifts all that. I, I, I don't think they will... I hope they win. I don't know if they will win because South's kept plenty of good players back this week, but you just want them to compete and make it a really tough competition and, and make South Sydney work really hard if they're able to get a victory against them. Robbie, is there a concern that over the long-term impact that this season could have on some of these Sharks players if, as Noddy said, the wheels have fallen off and the season continues to go downhill, could that have a long-term impact? Yeah, I, I do think so. And I think, um, you know, what's happened there with, with John Morris's coach and the way he was moved on, I think that's definitely affected the playing group. They've, they've been a completely different side since he's moved on. And uh, there's no doubt that a lot of the players were close to John and, 
I think the whales handled too. I think they've lost a bit of that desire. And you, you know, the sharks have always been known for a, for a tough footy footy side. And uh, you know, lately we just haven't seen that. And the, and the way they gave up points on the weekend against Penrith was was a real concern. And they're coming up against a Raiders side, uh, sorry, a Rabbitoh side this weekend that's got a lot of points in them. So if they don't get some sort of resolve in defence and start working for each other, then they, they could find themselves on the wrong end of a, a very big scoreline again. There's 15 players off contract. So there's a lot of... You, you talk about the scarring and the damage that this could do. The 15 players off contract should be fighting tooth and nail to be a part of the future of at the club in 2022. Craig Fitzgibbon's plan, but um, a man that I'm looking for... Adam Reynolds is what they're all waiting to see happens as well. So he's playing after, we thought, four to six weeks he's back. Sean Johnson, I think, will want to go out and play very well in his 200th match against Adam Reynolds, just to let the club know that, hey, we can have both of you if we wanted to. Because obviously the, the jigsaw is waiting to see what Adam Reynolds does before they do anything else. Um, Toby Rudolph uh, is hopefully very close to signing at the club. So uh, And obviously a few other younger players have committed long-term with Connor Tracy. But there's plenty to play for. There is plenty to play for each week. Robbie, before I ask you about Adam Reynolds and his return, can I ask you about Wayne Bennett and how he treats that loss on the weekend, a very big loss for the Rabbitohs to the Storm. Does he let the players sit with it for a little while? Does he let them really feel this one or does he use Adam Reynolds and his inclusion as a reset button and move straight on to the next game? Yeah, I don't think Wayne would dwell on the loss uh, too much, to be honest. He's a sort of character that will just move on from it pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, he'll, he wouldn't be happy with the loss, but he'll also understand that they had a lot of their their key players out on the weekend. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Wayne's been sort of warning, uh, you know, the media and everyone that, you know, the Rabbitohs weren't going too well. They, they had a couple of wins there against the Titans and the Raiders in previous weeks where they where they let the opposition run out to you know leads in the first half and then they were good enough to to get some points and run them down. But you know the Rabbitohs haven't been playing their best football for the last month or so to be honest. And I think that loss for them was you know against the storm was coming on the weekend. So um you know I think Wayne will be expecting a bit of a bounce back factor this week against the Sharks side that's um you know leaking a few points and with Adam Reynolds back I think uh and and as Noddy said he's got a lot to play for himself at the moment with uh, the contract talks up in the air and uh, he's going to want to go out in there and, and I think he's going to be a, a major boost for them this weekend. Cody Walker at one and Benji gives them a lot of experience around that spine. I wouldn't mind if they conceded 50 this week, Nev. They can concede 50 this week if they want to. <laughs> Impartial <laughs> the pro- the as problem, always. And that is what we love about The problem you, is the Sharks might concede 52, mate. <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> <laughs> can we get a, you they, can't they, swing they, at him either. Ra- he's they not could, even they, here. They could raise a bat this game. <laughs> oh. They could raise a bat with a scoreline. <laughs> That one is the 5.30 kickoff. Let's head to the 7.35 kickoff on Saturday evening. The Roosters taking on the Cowboys. The Roosters at team sheet first. And another week, no jo- Joseph Suali in the 17. As expected, though, Lachlan Lamb comes into 5.8 for Drew Hutchison. Sam Walker has been named to, sp- to start despite appearing to be hampered by an ankle injury last week. Satili Tupanua is back from suspension and Nat Butcher drops back to the bench. Victor Radley will need to pass concussion protocols to line up at lock. For the Cowboys, Todd Payton has named an unchanged 17 after their one-point win over the Bronx last week. He was pretty crucial in the come-from-behind win and skipper Jason Taumalolo will celebrate his 200th NRL game this weekend. It'd be some way to celebrate if they can upset the Roosters in Magic Round. Looking at that Roosters side first and Sam Walker is there. He has been named. 
Naughty, are there different concerns in terms of players playing with injuries? We know they do it deep yeah. into the season, week after week. Are there different concerns when it's a young fella in his debut year in the NRL? Yeah, definitely. You know, the, the load of a young player, um, the concern of it affecting him long term, uh, looking after him. You know, you even see sometimes well, the West Tigers have done it with Simpkins. You know, the young kids come in and played a number of weeks and then they've given him a rest this week. Um, it's very, very difficult. You don't want to scar the kid. You don't want to have a. You don't want to also have his career to be hampered by this injury going forward forever. And you know, a restricted training program uh, can't play every week for the whole 25 rounds. We know he's a star of the future. He's very, very slight framed, um, but something that's helped him a lot in attack. So, yeah, they'll definitely manage him. Uh, and I, I certainly do think clubs look after young players above and beyond what they would for a senior player that knows how to handle himself and knows how to play through those injuries. Looking at the Cowboys halves then, Robbie, and Jake Clifford played potentially his best game in the NRL last weekend. What does Todd Payton do with his halves for the remainder of this season, knowing that Jake Clifford's off to the Knights next year? Yeah, well, it's, it's a tough one because he did play great footy on the weekend and, and helped uh, you know, with that win, especially in the second half. But uh, yeah, as we've seen with the Broncos and Kevy uh, sort of you know, dropped Tommy, Tommy Dearden as soon as uh, he'd signed with... Uh, with the Cowboys, so um, you know, does Todd Payton go down the same path with Jake Clifford, or, or you know, is he worried about uh, wins this year? I, I think it's a bit different for for Toddy because you know, the Cowboys, for me, after a slow start to the year, have you know fought their way back and now find themselves in a battle for you know for you know the lower lower end of the top eight. So for Toddy, I think it's about winning footy games, and if Jake Clifford's the best option, then I think he'll continue continue to get picked. He picked a fight with the captain after week one, and we all made it. It was like front page. Why'd you take him off? What? It's not acceptable. This is the standard we need to set. The best two players last week was Jason Tamalolo and Val Holmes. So he got the response 10 weeks later that he wanted from the round one um, benching of his captain. So he's obviously setting a benchmark that's pretty high. He knows what he expects. He knows what the players need to achieve. And when Jason Tamalolo is your star of the match, he's bought into whatever Todd Payton's selling to him because that performance and that victory for them last weekend was, was brilliant. I love listening to him talk after the games as well. He has that honesty. You really feel yeah. like you're getting an insight into what is happening and that's terrific to see, especially from a, a coach as new as Todd Payton is. All right, let's head to Sunday afternoon footy now at Suncorp Stadium where the Warriors will take on the Eels. The Warriors first. Half and 5'8", Cody Nicarima and Chanel Harris-Tavita have swapped roles this weekend with Harris-Tavita back in his preferred seven jersey. Ben Murdoch-Masilla is back in the second row with Bailey Sirenen dropping out of the 17. Plenty happening at Para at the moment. The Eels had a couple of guys in trouble with the judiciary this week. Both have taken the early guilty plea. So Dylan Brown is out for three weeks following that dangerous contact charge. Murata Niakore is out for two weeks with a shoulder charge. In the centres, Wonga Blake will play his first game since round one. At 5'8", Brad Arthur's son Jake could play, but he's one of a number of players subject to the NRL biosecurity approval, having played New South Wales Cup last Friday. That also includes Ray Stone, Joey Lussick and Jordan Rankin. Reid Marnie has been named but he'll need to pass his HIA protocols to play. Let's start with the Eels because plenty of questions are being asked about whether or not they'll have a full squad to field this weekend. What we can say from the NRL this week and it was announced today is that the crux of which they haven't been given final sign-off as yet. 
The official word is final selection is subject to NRL biosecurity approval and compliance to all specified conditions. And a couple of those conditions are that they head into level three protocols right now, those players involved, that they return a negative COVID test before the team flies out and then await final approval from the NRL. So Eels fans and all of us will be watching that very closely this week. But Noddy, it means that ultimately the best case scenario is that they'll get one captain's run together pre-game. So how disruptive a week is this for the Eels? Yeah, it is disruptive, but these guys train together from November. Uh, they do so much practice, so much training, so much scrimmage. So um, if it has to happen every week where you only get to do one training session together, it would affect you in your long-term performance for a one-off match. Uh, I think it's totally fine. Um, for Jacob Arthur, who is the coach's son, if he's making his debut, it's a bit of excitement. Uh, they're really happy for him. Um, all those other players have played in and around first grade. They get Wonga Blake back in the centres of that experienced nature, and they're going absolutely brilliant at the moment as well. So uh, they'll be OK. Um, I'm curious why they all went and played New South Wales Cup. When no one else did last week. It's certainly... We haven't heard a reason. Well, well all the other clubs played without... All the other pl- clubs that had full-time players, none of them played New South Wales Cup. So it's a little bit of if they can't field a side or they can only train to a captain's run, I'm curious to know, is it their own fault or they didn't know the rules? Robbie, unless you've got an answer for us on oh, that I'm, one. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit lost. Well, yeah, well, all the clubs knew the rules. I know with us at the Tigers, our full-time players uh, got pulled from the New South Wales Cup game on the weekend. So uh, if if the players can't train with the side up until captain's run, well, they've only got themselves to blame, really. I don't know why they played them when they knew uh, the rules surrounding the full-time playing squad. It has certainly added uh, a few extra hoops for them this week. That is for sure, that decision. Can I ask you, Robbie, about Nathan Brown and his Warriors side? We were talking last week about how to best use Reese Walsh this season within the side. And it was so interesting to hear from Nathan Brown after he played him on the bench last week that he's still trying to figure out the best way to use him. Have you got any advice for the coach? What do you think? Where should we see him? No, if the coach doesn't know, I don't know. Um... (laughs) But, yeah, as we saw on the weekend, he, he kind of got exposed a couple of times defensively and he's only a young kid and, yeah, he's, he's a pretty small body as well. And uh, as Noddy mentioned there with the young players, sometimes, you know, the, the weekly grind of the NRL, it does start to wear you down a bit. And um, Look, there's no doubt, in my opinion, his long-term position is is fullback. But the problem at the moment is you've, you've got a player called RTS there at fullback and you don't really want to move your best player from his preferred position. So... Yeah, for me, I think it'll be a bit of a juggling act this year with with Reece Walsh. You know, coming off the bench and probably filling in at you know dummy half, five eight, fullback, um, sort of wherever wherever he can. The, the more he spends time with him this year, it'll only uh, only improve how quick he transforms into the fullback position because they bought him to replace Roger Tuivasa-Shek, who goes off to rugby. So. If he doesn't arrive till November 1, he doesn't know the players, doesn't know combinations, doesn't know Nathan Brand's style of footy. So the longer he's around the tie, even if he's playing in and he's not in his usual position, he gets to know him, he gets to learn the style, he gets to understand what Nathan Brand... So November 1's not a reset for the Warriors with a big with a new fullback. Now November 1's just like, oh, mate, you're going to play fullback now. 
He's not a bad, boat, bad bloke to learn off, yeah. is yeah, he, right. Roger yeah. Tuovasa, chef, yeah. ultimately. Great apprenticeship to have. Absolutely. Let's go to the second game on what is a super Sunday this weekend for Magic Round, and that is the 4.05pm kickoff. The Storm taking on the Dragons. The Melbourne side first, and the Storm line up very differently to the side that demolished the Rabbitohs last week. No Cameron Munster or Harry Grant, with the pair ruled out with foot and hamstring strains for at least the next fortnight. Brandon Smith is suspended for a week for a shoulder charge. Veteran Riley Jacks comes into 5-8. Kenny Bromwich shifts to hooker and Dale Finucane will start in the back row. They may get one of their stars back though. Ryan Pappenhausen is on an extended bench after missing three weeks with a shoulder issue. For the Dragons, Max Vengai shifts sides and takes his twin brother Matt's spot on the right wing. Mikhail Ravalawa is back from suspension. He slots in on the left wing. Poasa Farmasili comes onto the bench and Junior Amone drops out of the 17. So, Ryan Pappenhausen looks like he could potentially play. He's hovering there, Noddy, on the edge of the 17. If he does, could we see both him and Nico Hines start? Yeah, I think so. Not so much start, I suppose. I think you could put Pappenhausen the fullback and Nico Hines would come to that bench position and maybe play a bit of dummy half role as well. So, they've got three big outs. As you said, you know, Munster, Smith and Harry Grant, huge outs. Um, but if Ryan Pappenhausen is healthy and fit, you pick him every week of the, Every week he's available to play. So uh, he's had a few weeks out with that shoulder injury. Um, Nico Hines is going great. So Nico Hines has done nothing wrong to sell, to sell himself as a player of the future or, to, or for other targets to come and get him. But, yeah, it's um, Jesse, you know, Kenny Bromwich goes and plays that dummy half role. He won't play 80 minutes at dummy half, so maybe they'll look at a back up there and maybe Nico Hines plays a little bit of that um, dummy half role for a while. What about the Dragons' side then, Robbie? They stopped the rot last week, certainly in the second half against the Bulldogs. How do they manage a win against this formidable Storm side? Yeah, well, they get them at a good time, don't they? Uh, yeah, anytime you, you're facing the Storm without you know, Munster, Smith and Harry Grant, uh, is a good time to be getting them. But you know, the, the Dragons have to back up their performance of last week. They've obviously been quite disappointing in the last month and... Yeah, last week it sort of they're a bit clucky in the first half. It took them a while to get going, but they really found their groove in the in the second half there and ran up a few points. So I think they'll take a bit of confidence out of that. It's, it was Ben Hunt's uh, you know, second game back from injury, and yeah, he'll be better um, again. And uh, as I said, they're they're coming up against the decimated Storm side this week, so yeah, they'll they'll be confident going into this game. Let's look at our final round 10 game now. And it is on Sunday evening, 6.25pm kickoff. The Titans up against the Panthers and the Gold Coast Titans first. Justin Holbrook has kept the same 17 that beat the West Tigers, but still could need to make a few changes. David Fafita will need to successfully downgrade a careless high tackle charge at the NRL judiciary tonight. Otherwise, he'll be suspended this week. Tino... For Suamala Awi will be another one to watch after the star forward missed training today because of illness. Word is, though, that he'll be fine to play on Sunday. Isan Masters has been named again. Let's see if he can make it onto the field for his new club this week. For the Panthers, only the one change for Penrith. Kurt Capewell ruled out after a failed HIA. Liam Martin will start in the second row. Jermaine Hopwood comes onto the bench. For the Titans, Noddy, we know they have points in them. They showed that again last week. But as Justin Holbrook pointed out after last week's game, he really wants to see them play that full 80 minutes. They're still striving for that. Yeah, that's right. And they're going to have to do it this week because Penrith will move you from side to side, challenge you everywhere, win some play balls, get you going backwards and then ask you lots of attacking opportunities. So um, they'll have to be brilliant defensively. Um, 
It's a good test. You talk about the Dragons playing against the Melbourne Storm. They go to that match knowing off. We want to get to that level. We've got to play at that level and, and compete with one of the top sides. The Titans have come off a losing streak last week. They were able to beat the beat the West Tigers and, and it wasn't a brilliant win and it wasn't pretty, but they, they won, so that means there's a bit of confidence. But they're going to have to take their game to a whole new level. And you're right, defensively, they'll have to be brilliant. They'll have to scrap it out. They'll have to make good decisions on their edges. They'll have to compete. Um, you know, And again, young... Fogarty and Tanner Boyd aren't really long-term experienced halfbacks, so they're going to have to hold their nerve, be nice and calm, come up with good kick finishes, and it's a good challenge for the Titans. They are rebuilding, but this is a benchmark that they can they can measure themselves off against the best this weekend. Robbie, is James Fisher-Harris the best prop in the NRL at the moment? He is fourth on the Dally M count, and he's got a couple of other pretty good players in his team taking some votes off him as well. You took the words out of my mouth, Neve. Actually, I was watching the game on the weekend with some friends and I, I said the exact same thing. I said, he's he's the best front runner in the competition at the moment. He's he's uh, lays an unbelievable platform for the Panthers. His aggression, he sets a tone with his, uh, not only his defence, but the way he carries the ball forward, as you can see there. And uh, he's been a you know, cornerstone of what they've been doing for the last 18 months. So in my opinion, yes, he is the, the best front runner in the game at the moment. If the grand final's played tomorrow, Noddy, Panthers take on the Storm, who wins? Can we go to extra time? <laughs> nil or, nil or draw. <laughs> nil or. The, the, the defense are that good. Yeah. Uh, well, Spoken like a Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Golden point shootout. Yeah. How do we shoot out? No. It, it certainly looks I think, oh, yeah. It, it looks like right, that's mate, you, where you this know. year's grand final is going, doesn't it? At this stage, we're saying Melbourne play Penrith, Penrith play Melbourne. Who finishes on top? Penrith had a pretty bad first half to the grand final last year, and the scoreline was too big for them to come back to. They're experienced now. They'll handle it better. Um, but oh, I, I can't pick a winner. Being absolute. It's, it's, a long, it's a long way out, but I, I think when you look at both those sides, uh, you know, there's no doubt that... I can't at, at this stage, barring injury or you know something drastically going wrong, I can't see any other sides getting close to those two sides at the moment. Plenty to watch this weekend. It is all on at Suncorp Stadium. You do have to wait one extra sleep. It kicks off on Friday night, but there's going to be plenty of action for you in round 10. Magic round. Get along. Get your tickets from nrl.com forward slash tickets if you can get there. Otherwise, you know where to watch. Channel 9, Fox Sports, KO, Sky Sports New Zealand, and, of course, watch NRL for our international viewers as well. Gents, what's your predictions coming out of round 10? Noddy. Well, I'm going to make a prediction that we just chatted about, but we have to wait till later in the year to see if we're going to, oh, we're going to take not... Robbie's little prediction. Uh... So Melbourne will play Penrith in the grand final. This is, the, this is what you have to step <laughs> I'm not to wrong in yet. order I'm to get I'm not wrong for the right. next 20 weeks. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to say Joseph Suwali plays this week. I think they pick him. I think they play. The long I think we'll see the, the debut of Joseph Suwali in the NRL. What do you want to see out of him if he does play this weekend? With oh, all the give... expectation and the hype and the excitement, what do you want to see? No, he'll make he'll do something special. He, he, he will handle it. He'll make you feel like he's played it for five years. Uh, he'll do something freakish and we'll be like, that's what they're talking about. Robbie, please don't head to the grand final. <laughs> What's your prediction coming out of round 10 of the NRL? I think eight teams are going to win a game at Suncorp Stadium this weekend. <laughs> Can I say that? And you know what? I'm a chance of being wrong. And if I'm wrong, I quit this game. Because if after yeah, extra time, yeah, yeah. there won't be eight winners. Yeah. So be, I'm done. He just, he just wants to tick. He I can't just wants, lose this week. He wants to tick. 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 Oh. 
that. He wants to hear what is that sound effect? <laughs> I don't think we, I've heard we, it yet we haven't on heard NRL it. teams this season. We did. Luke Lewis. We heard it for Luke Lewis. Once. Once. Once this mm. year. Robbie, <laughs> lovely to see you despite you being there in the bubble. Good luck at Suncorp this weekend. Thanks, guys. Hopefully see you guys next weekend. <laughs> Noddy, lovely to see you as always. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy Magic Round. And we can't wait to see you back here on NRL Teams next week.